0: Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. You may have guessed from a few of our episodes that Ryan and I are big Disney fans. Well, just yesterday, he and I, for the first time in a long time, got to hang out in Magic Kingdom together in person, not via Zoom. And today we're going to talk about our experiences at Magic Kingdom yesterday. So Shane is
1: part of our agent training down here at Walt Disney World at Disney's Beach Club. We had a couple days together beforehand, and so yesterday we had a park day. We spent the morning through lunch at Magic Kingdom, and then we went over to EBCOT so that you could experience something really special.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and that was totally worth the wait, totally worth the Tiny expense of the lightning lane, which maybe we'll also talk about. And fun that you and I finally had a park day. I don't think we ever have done that. No, we've been at the Disney resorts. We've been to Epcot for the dessert parties, but not a full park day. Hanging out, riding rides, eating a little food. Yeah.
1: And I also introduced you to one of my favorite treats at Epcot, but we'll save that till later. Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip that's perfect for your interests, saving you time, money, and stress. We would love to
0: help you plan your next amazing vacation.
1: Reach out to me at ryan at com. That's ryan, R-Y-A-N, at
0: creatingmagicvacations.com. And another cool thing about this is that we are recording in person, face-to-face, at a table, in the room at disney's beach club that's true
1: we're staying at disney's beach club which is in the resort area my favorite location on disney property and disney's beach club is known for storm along bay what they consider the best pool on property and i think that's pretty accurate so we're enjoying our time here in a one bedroom and yeah it's it's been a good time so shane the first thing as we were planning our park day yesterday was your first experience with genie plus so why don't you kind of talk
0: about our in-room preparation for the day yeah so we got up and we knew that we had park reservations for magic kingdom to start the day we knew that i wanted to experience the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind for the first time so the first thing we needed to do was get a lightning lane for guardians of the galaxy and we had a little trouble first we were both getting an error message saying that the The transaction wasn't completed for some reason, and it was a little nerve-wracking. I was a little nervous about not getting it, not getting to ride it, but we just kept trying. And eventually, just so happened that my transaction went through and we solidified our reservation for the ride later that day.
1: So a little tip with that, that unfortunately has happened to my family multiple times. And then what will happen is we will see multiple charges show up on our credit card for the individual lightning lane. So we're talking about the, the ride specific, not the overall genie plus. And every time we've done it, it may take a few days, but that extra charge has gone away on our credit card. So just, if that happens to you, don't freak out, just let it ride pun intended and make, you know, pay attention to it. But we, every time that charge has gone as it's cycled through kind of Disney's process, it's gone off our credit card. So don't you're you're not being charged multiple, multiple times. So um, what
0: about Genie Plus, Shane? And anything with that specifically with Genie Plus? Although the day was more about hanging out with our fellow friends and creating magic vacations, I wanted to try some of the features of Genie Plus just to be more familiar with them and and get my own ideas of whether or not I thought people needed it because I see mixed reviews out there about whether or not it's worth it. And After we got our lightning lane, we decided to get a reservation for Haunted Mansion. Not a lightning lane that we had to pay for, but just the more fast pass style booking to skip a line. It's pretty easy to get. I, I liked the process and then using it throughout the day and then talking to some of the agents that were with us, seeing how they use it and their thoughts on it. I came to a conclusion about whether or not to get Genie Plus. For Magic Kingdom, it really works well because there are a lot of really popular attractions at Magic Kingdom, and you might as well get what you can and and avoid the lines that you can. A park like Hollywood Studios, where there's not as many attractions that maybe mainly the five big ones and not as many little ones that you might want, maybe not quite as worth it, especially if you're going to park hop. But if you're going to spend a full day there, then Yes, Genie Plus is worth your time because you can spend more time enjoying the attractions more than once, or or just making sure that you get all of them in. I have some clients in. I have some clients visiting Disney this weekend. They're only here for two days, and I talked to her a little bit today, and she was asking me about Genie Plus, and I said I think that you should get it for Magic Kingdom on sunday one because magic kingdom is really more than a one-day park you need more than one day to get it all in and to get more of it in i think the genie plus will help with that but then because they were new to genie plus also so i said i would go ahead and get it for your first day at hollywood studios also because you're spending a full day there it'll help you get in some maybe some more attractions since you're you plan to open and close the parks and probably more importantly than that, it'll help you get used to using the app, navigating around. and because Ryan and I can tell you all day where things are on the app, but until you get on it yourself and use it and see where things are and know where to tap, that that's going to be the best way to get used to it. So I advise them on that to go ahead and get it for both days.
1: Yeah. And I have some, a few different thoughts. I, I do echo what you're saying that and it is kind of hard for clients to say, well, you, trust me, once you start playing with it, it's, it's going to make sense. And, and, and that's the feedback that I get from clients. But yeah, I, I would almost always recommend Hollywood Studios. I think Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are the, are the two that are Genie Plus musts because you have some of the most popular rides at Disney and it's the smallest park. So you've got more people in at those places. So you have to kind of balance that. So let's kind of talk about our day. So we utilize the extra half hour for all resort guests. I think that's a must to to do. It really helps you get a jump on everybody else. We left about an hour before park opens. We left from the the bus terminal here at Beach Club. I think an hour is a good time frame. If you can get everybody up and moving, it's a little easier for for me and Shane by ourselves. But I realize if you have a, a big family. So we left about 730. Uh, A.M. And then the early magic hours opened at 830 and the park hours for non resort guests opened at nine. But we were able to get in, get down Main Street, take some pictures of the castle. And then our first stop was going to be Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Very, very long line, but it wasn't moving at that point. So, you know, once it started to go, it would be good. However, Shane,
0: what happened? They were having technical difficulties and asked if we could please stand by. And we stood by for a few minutes. And then after a couple of more messages over the loudspeakers about the ride status, we decided that it was going to take a little longer than we wanted to wait yesterday morning.
1: Yeah. So we decided that that's not how we wanted to spend our first hour or so just kind of waiting around. Now, I will say with Seven Doris Mind Train, if you don't have a lightning lane for it and you really want to ride it, I think going first thing is the right thing to do. And even if you have to use up that first part of the morning, remember, you're still a half an hour ahead of a lot of folks. So, you know, I think that's a good way to use it if you're not able to get the lightning lane. And then, you know, you've got one of the most popular attractions done. So we decided to walk across the park and go to uh, Big Thunder Railroad, which was a lot of fun. It was a little weird walking past Splash Mountain and seeing it dry. But I don't know. know, Controversy aside, I'm excited about what Splash Mountain is becoming. And we had a lot of fun on Big Thunder Mountain, didn't we?
0: It's a fantastic roller coaster. It's not as scary as some of the big ones in some of the other parks, but it's got really cool not so much theming, but I guess more like scenes, mountain scenes that you might see from a Western. And it's, it's a nice, long ride. A lot of new rides, especially roller coasters, might be anywhere from like 20 to 30 seconds. But this ride is a lot longer, so it's worth the wait. And then we did
1: a Disney classic. We did Jungle Cruise. So we waited, I don't know, about 20 minutes for that. The queue moved right along. I absolutely love Jungle Cruise. It fits my sense of humor, my dad joke centric way of seeing the world. It was fabulous. Our skipper was fabulous. Highly recommend it. Again, I think that's one of those that I would lean towards a lightning lane. I would lean towards doing earlier in the day because the wait times do go up. And then it was
0: time for our first lightning lane, chain, And that was when we finally got to go ride the Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite ride out of Magic Kingdom. Well, I don't know. It's it's a close tie between that and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because that's a pretty fantastic roller coaster too. But I do love the perfect mix of creepy, but not quite scary or disturbing and funny. I know it took, listen to Lou Mangello's history of how difficult it was for them to come up with the perfect mix for what's put in Haunted Mansion. And I think they nailed it. It's just the perfect mix of, creepy ghost stuff without being scary and pretty funny. And so once we scanned
1: in and we had officially used our first lightning lane, then we could choose our second one. And I believe we ended up getting pirates of the Caribbean. Our plans changed as the morning went along, but that's okay. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And after that, we headed over to Tomorrowland and did the uh, people mover, which is, which, you know, it, it is surprising how much people love the People mover, but it's just a fun ride as I was on it. I
0: was trying to figure out why I liked it so much, and there's some cool little scenes, some stuff that in the in the seventies and eighties probably really looked futuristic, and now it looks kind of comical, but I still enjoy that, but the best thing is just really nice views of all over the park. We got to see tron some test runs of tron and a view of from the outside of what it's going to look like there was a couple of turns around where you came out of a an enclosure outside and i don't know if there's better views of the castle than from people mover there's some really nice pictures there and yeah and, and then also in the summer a great way to spend some time out of the heat and then certainly a way to rest your feet and your legs for a bit
1: yeah it is i like i like that it is kind of a nice rest from from walking around and it's just it it's it's fun to see the park from that angle we had a nice breakfast snack from Friar's Nook, which is a great place to to grab stuff had a breakfast croissant with some potato barrels as Disney calls it. I'll let you figure out what those what those are and and then we caught the parade the parade by that point was actually going and i i I'm not a parade guy, but I was really impressed with the floats and how much was in a short parade.
0: I'm not a parade guy either. The, the floats are really cool. It's funny watching the kids. who enjoy it, and they're dancing. But even more enjoyable to watch the adults who really get into it. Having said all that, the dragon float is super cool. It's kind of steampunk looking. It, it's the dragon from Sleeping Beauty. It still breathes fire, even though there was problems with that a couple of years ago. But my first thought was to kind of sneak around and skip the parade and go on to Haunted Mansion and take advantage of that reservation we had made. But parade is fun. If you are at Disney, you probably love Disney enough to enjoy the parade. So after that, we took some pictures around
1: the castle, and then we realized that our timing was going to be a little tight. We had lunch reservations at Steakhouse 71, and unfortunately, we, we needed to move along. We totally get that this is not how most people handle the parks, but we had multiple things going on yesterday, including the the last quarter of the day being our, our agency meeting. So we had to make some decisions there. So as we moved out of the park, we did some some window shopping and things like that. And then we headed over to Steakhouse 71. Now, what I will say is because we had a park hopper, I was able to go in and start making lightning lanes for EBCOT because we knew we were going over there after lunch. So I, you don't have to wait till you're there. If you have a park hopper ticket, go ahead and make those so that when you get to the park the next time, you're good to go. So, Shane, we went to Steakhouse 71 specifically because they have a menu item that has become a cult classic. What did we have for lunch?
0: We had the stack burger. First thing I wanted to do when we talked about Magic Kingdom was go to Casey's because I love the corn dogs, I love Casey's, I love that end of Main Street right there by the castle. But then I was really craving a burger the night before when I saw the reviews for this stack burger at Steakhouse Seventy One. I, I I called an audible on myself and went for the burger, and wow,
1: it was pretty darn good. It's a double stack burger with tons of cheese, a really yummy sauce. It's got some pork belly on top. It's got your lettuce and your onions. It's got a nice little basket of waffle fries. Highly, highly recommend. I mean, it. it I know you're not always going to want to go out of the park for lunch. You can get this burger at dinner. It's not on the menu, but you can order it. Yeah, it was really good. It, you, you know me. I like to try the foods that people are raving about when we travel, and this this did not disappoint.
0: And I appreciate when the fries aren't an afterthought. Those were some good fries, nice, crispy waffle fries with some Parmesan. Very good. And the benefit of being over at Contemporary with Steakhouse 71
1: was we got to visit Epcot in the classic way we got to ride
0: the monorail. That's really the only way to fly, right? <laughs> I mean, to take a monorail from Disney to a resort. If you picked yeah. a monorail resort or over to Epcot, that is the way to do it.
1: So we headed over to EBCOT and we did Spaceship Earth, which is obviously the ball, the classic EBCOT attraction. And then, Shane, it was
0: time for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind.
1: Kinda. We checked in and she said, come back in 15 minutes.
0: Right. It wasn't quite time. We were about 15 minutes (laughs) That's right. <laughs> so, you can
1: actually you can actually scan in 5 or 10 minutes early for your individual lightning lanes and if you have a lightning lane that you've missed, you can go back and most of the times pick it up later. So, you know, there is some wiggle room when it comes to lightning lanes, when it comes to virtual queues, you you can you can go later most of the time. We got into Guardians of the Galaxy and I will let Shane talk about it because I've written it multiple times and this was his first time.
0: It reminded me a little bit of Haunted Mansion or Escape from Green Gringotts at Universal Studios because you walk in through a, a few queues into a couple of staging areas where they have these videos and they start to set up the story that you're a part of. So it's not just standing in a queue, staring at each other, hoping you have something entertaining on your phone to do. There's lots of cool interactions going on. The videos are r- really entertaining. And then you finally get into the roller coaster, which it's hard to describe between the cars that rotate, they spin around, and I, there's a ride at Six Flags with a, where the cars rotate around too, but they're not really controlled. It's more random. The cards rotations in Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind are synced along with the displays that you see. And you are just flying through space and you're seeing all these planets and creatures and all these space things that you would see in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's like roller coaster in space and just super cool. Probably an issue for people with a sensitivity to motion sickness, but as far as a fun roller coaster. And then the theming, just super fun, fantastic ride.
1: Yeah, I've done it both with the virtual queue that they offer at, in the morning and in the afternoon if you're in the park. And I've paid for it multiple times and I'm happy to pay for it because it is a really good ride. Now, the last couple times, my kids hadn't ridden it for the first time. So I paid for them and for me and I knew that Shane hadn't ridden it. So we paid for it. I got the virtual queue. Well, our friend Colleen got me the virtual queue the day before. I I didn't pay for it that day because again, I had ridden it multiple times. I think it's worth it. It's it's a it's a really good ride. If you are a roller coaster fan, pay the extra money to to make sure that you ride this ride. And then we got stuck by the clock again. We 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 had to get back to start our meetings. So it wasn't a super successful day from a genie plus standpoint, although Shane did accomplish something he wanted. He has some nice little videos on how to do Genie Plus. And how about we throw that up on the Facebook page, Shane, when this episode comes out? So when we were walking back to Disney's Beach Club, you go out of the International Gateway. So you're walking back in World Showcase. We had to stop in China because one of our friends had posted a pic that made me very thirsty. And I said, Shane, have you ever had this drink before? And he said, no. And I said, this is one of my favorite things at Epcot. And I haven't had it on the last two trips So at the Joy of Tea kiosk in China, I introduced Shane to one of my favorite things, the Tipsy Ducks in Love, which the name doesn't give away at all what it is. So let me explain. It is a really good drink. It is chocolate and cream and black tea and coffee and bourbon all in one. So you have your adult beverage. You have your dessert. You have a little sustenance. You have some caffeine. It is a perfect drink back at Epcot. Shane,
0: what did you think of the Tipsy Ducks in Love? Did I lead you astray or did you enjoy it? I got to tell you, I was really looking forward to a beer at the bar at Rose and Crown. And I was a little hesitant to change my mind away from that, but totally worth it. One reason we were kind of in a hurry and needed to get out anyway, and it was a better walking drink. But also, yeah, just it was refreshing. But a little filling, a little energy, a little boost from the caffeine and delicious. That was a nice choice, Ryan. So overall takes from the day.
1: I know we didn't do a lot. We had some time constraints. We we were juggling a lot of things. And that's that's what happens when you become a travel advisor that specializes in Disney. Because you get to enjoy Disney a lot, but you may have to do it different than how you would with your family. What were some of your takeaways from yesterday?
0: There was eight of us in the group, right? And... Everybody was being really kind about trying to help everyone else get in the thing that they wanted to get in. And because of that, we were a little back and forth, and I don't think everyone got in the thing that they wanted in. So I would say if you're in a little bigger group than four or five, it's different if it's your kids. You might want to keep your kids together. It's okay to not stay together, and you can split up, and that way everyone can do what they want. Staying together was the primary purpose of why we were there. So, not getting to do a few things was fine. But that that was something that we learned that we can kind of help other, maybe bigger groups with.
1: I think for me, yesterday at Magic Kingdom and then also at Epcot and being at Epcot the day before solidified for me that later January is the perfect time to come to Disney. You're ha- going to have to deal with the weather. You may have really warm days. You may have not so warm days. But, crowd wise, It's really nice. The Festival of the Arts is awesome. Magic Kingdom has some breathing room that it doesn't certainly doesn't have over fall break and the holidays. So I still say that later January, uh, beginning of February up to those mid-February holidays, that's a really good time to
0: go. It was cooler than when I've been in September and even when I've been in November. So perfect time for that, too.
1: All right. So that's just kind of some impressions of our day. I am looking forward to having more park days with Shane. Who knows? Maybe at Universal, maybe at another Disney park, or maybe at Discovery Cove, which is a place that we really want to try that we've talked about on this show
0: before. Well, we would love to help you plan your next amazing vacation. Reach out to me at Ryan at com. That's R-Y-A-N
1: at CreatingMagicVacations.com.
0: Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, saving you time, money, and stress.